Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. That's what the rules are. Welcome to episode 201. Woo! Well, we survived 200, and there's your bonus episode for the week. Um, you'll be getting this, hopefully this is Saturday when I'm posting it. Yeah, well, you know, listen, who knows when you're listening to it, what day it'll be. <laughs> but you get two episodes this week, 200 and 201. A quick reminder, I'll probably remind you again at the end of the podcast, although it's a podcast, so you can just back up if you missed the information. We are putting together a final first order for our Walking Dead Walkers and Talkers t-shirts. So if you uh, love and support the show, love and support the show at brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. That's Brooklyn Boys. Bigcartel.com, and uh, we're gonna we have a number of orders ready to go for the first order. We had to get a minimum. We got the minimum, but we want to do it all at one shot once the big machine goes. Because again, as I've said, our shirt has a lot of colors. Yes. <laughs> and so I don't want to keep everybody waiting. But if we can fit a few more orders in before the big order goes to press, that would be nice. And what a what an easy Halloween costume! I'm going as a Walkers and Talkers podcast listener. Yeah, and oh, the zomb- a- zombies already on your shirt. <laughs> right, it's done. And if you buy like a, a zombie mask, you get the shirt, you're good to go. You're good to any go. Good zomb- any good person in the zombie apocalypse is going to die wearing our shirt. Yeah. As well they should. <laughs> so there you go. So they're done. Okay. So World Beyond, uh, Jamie, did you like this episode better than anything from last season? Yes. <laughs> I did. Okay, good. I, I thought it was better. As, as I mentioned on last week's episode, or actually the last episode, it wasn't last week, that it was better. Although the clip from next week where uh, you hear Iris say, this is war, it's not very believable sounding. Mm. She's like, this is war. <laughs> <laughs> Cheetah girls. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like somebody uh, wrote on her locker in high school and she's mad. Or someone dated her boyfriend. You know, like, this is war. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even joking. Like That's how threatening she sounds. We'll get to her. Iris stepped up a little bit this week. Although she did. I, she did. So, okay. So the episode starts off with a flashback to six weeks ago. 
and Elizabeth and her right ma- a right-hand man uh, set up explosives around the wall that goes around Omaha, which they showed us population 97,000. She's sick. They go out of their way to attract a massive horde, and they blow the walls open so the horde can go in and kill everyone. My God. Now, they don't show it, so we don't know if some people got out. You have to assume 97,000 people. Some people got out. Some people, maybe probably not a lot, though. They tell you later that everyone's dead or the colony was wiped out. They don't tell you why they're doing it, right? They didn't tell you why they, they knocked off Campus Colony. They didn't tell you why they knocked off Omaha. Did they feel like they were becoming too independent and wouldn't play ball? I have to feel like 97,000, there were some moldable kids there. Like, couldn't uh, they have yeah. organized a kid's trip? Hey, we're taking all the kids for a trip to the main office. How fun will that be? <laughs> Get them the hell out of there. (laughs) I don't get it. I'm sure they're going to explain it. It just seems like whatever the explanation is, they're wrong. Oh, yeah. You've already killed over 100,000 people. When you want to rebuild the world, don't you need them? Don't you need that life is precious. Yeah. There's some, it's a little bit of fascist uh, dictatorship there. Just a little bit. Elizabeth takes Hope and Huck to a burned out Albany. I guess if you're going to party, that's the place to go. When they land, there's a walker on the roof that Elizabeth has to kill, which she does very machine-like. Yeah. Now, uh, this is where I call bullshit. I know you want to show how tough she is, that she can kill a walker and not think twice about it. But how is there a walker on the top of a building? I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, they can't really climb stairs unless they were up there, died, and turned into a walker. Right. That's your explanation. Only way. Only way. they haven't eaten in how long? Yeah. And why haven't they walked over the side and fallen? True, because any sound from below, they would just bloop, right. go right yeah. over. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm calling, I'm calling uh, rooftop walker bullshit. <laughs> so Elizabeth tells a story to hope, but not a story of hope, a story to hope, where there are massive herds or hordes or columns, depending on what you call them, she says, different people call them different things, around the world. Her group was leaving Campus Colony. They saw one of these hordes bigger than they'd ever seen before. Something so big. And then a second one, almost as big, joined up with them. Hmm. And they were, right? You, you had to be there. It was, it was unbelievable. Just a coincidence that the largest two herds we've ever seen just came upon Campus Colony. Hmm. She said there had to have been over 100,000 walkers. We tried to save as many lives as we could. But Campus Colony and Omaha are gone. Really? Who did you save from Campus Colony? I don't think one damn person. Right. So where are those survivors? You couldn't Uh, helicopter in? You have helicopters. Seriously. And they have weapons. A a horde just happened to be coming by. Come on. The whole time Campus Colony was there, no horde ever came by before. I was saying in 10 years they've lasted and now all of a sudden they don't. Right. So Elizabeth says we're in Albany because... This is where I'm from. Very exciting. (laughs) She says, I want you to be optimistic, Hope. And that's why uh, we took you on this journey to realize it. Again, Hope asks to see her father like she was promised. Elizabeth says to her, you're a young genius who's a rebel and has her own goals. It would be terrible to bring you into a community. You're not ready yet. You can join us or you can leave on your own. Because Hope's pissed. Like, I want to see my father. Yeah, that was a remind F. Like, oh, you're not ready. Right, so Hope decides to leave. She's, I'm out. They give her a backpack and a weapon and send her on her way. Elizabeth says, you won't make it out of the city alive to find your friends. You don't have to like us, and you don't have to believe in what we're fighting for, 
but we're fighting, you know, we're fighting so that other communities don't get wiped out like Omaha and your friends did. Ooh. Well, you you wiped them out, you lying bee. <laughs> you, you did it. You lying bee. <laughs> Felix and Iris are talking to Will. Flashback now. Will is telling them why he was being chased. So flashback to Will is to Will talking to a supervisor, asking why there's been no communication between the CRM and Omaha because they normally have like a regular routine. Yeah. So they told Will, well, it must be some kind of communication problem. And I'm thinking, well, we know that's a lie because Omaha's gone. It's gone. So he and his friend volunteer to go on a mission to check the communication satellites and the equipment to make sure that, you know, there's a problem. So you already know the people that they're going with know that the colony's gone. But for whatever reason, Will and his friend are not CRM. Right? They're wearing regular clothes. Yes. They put hoods on their heads. And everybody else is in black like they're part of the team. That's shady. So I don't know why Will and his friend are not in on it or at least like wearing black. I don't know. So they get into a truck with five or six other CRM guys and Will notices they're not, there's not enough supplies for a three-day run. He kind of tapped that box with his foot and it was empty. He's like, if we're going on a three-day mission, right, wouldn't we Where, need more supplies? Where's this, yeah, exactly. Where's all our stuff? So... This seems silly they were able to do this, but it's a show. They grab guns that are on the floor and shoot almost everyone in the truck, right? Mm. They somehow managed to shoot the brake line from inside the truck? I, I don't know how they did that. Or out the back. Maybe they, re- they leaned out the back opening and shot the brake line. I don't know. But the truck crashes. They get out and run. And walkers are immediately hitting, uh, immediately eating the bodies of all the guards that flew out of the truck. I don't know how walkers could have gotten there so quickly. And already started eating. That was super fast. But all of the bodies flew out of the truck. Yep. So as they're running away, an ugly um, uh, one of the CRM guys gets out of the truck and shoots the ugly white guy that's with Will. That's how you knew he was going to die. Because <laughs> he was Will, ugly. Because he's ugly. Because Will's <laughs> a good looking guy. He and Felix have a relationship. So they bring in some ugly red shirt. And they're like, oh, he's dying. Oh, poor man. And Will, Will man. makes it into the woods. He says he saw a helicopter dropping off containers full of computers and generators from Omaha. And he said some of them were covered in blood. Oh, boy. So he knows, like, why would, why would there be blood and why are they taking all these supplies from Omaha? So he said he overheard the other men saying it was a salvage mission and that a giant column of walkers ran through them. But again, they had walls up and there were 97,000 people. Exactly. Will and his people take Felix and Iris on a horse-drawn cart into a farm town that they've secured to live in and meet their leader, Indira. I want to point something out. The two stars of the show, Iris and Hope. Yeah. Female. Elizabeth, the head of CRM, female. Mm-hmm. The woman in charge of this town. Yep. Right? Female. It just seems like they're overcompensating for past mistakes. Uh, Maybe a little bit, yeah. Because uh, Oceanside was all females. But other than that, has there been a female-led community on The Walking Dead that I'm not thinking of besides Oceanside? Pamela, but other than that, that's oh, it. Oh, now, Pamela, right. Well, now, but just now. Right. So now Pamela's leading it. What about Fear? The redheaded, what's her name? The cowgirl. Oh, Ginny. Ginny, right. So I feel like because there were men running everything at the beginning of Walking Dead, again, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just pointing out that it seems like everyone in, in power now is a female, which seems like, you know, with the odds, it'd at least be like 60-40, 70-30. Uh, it's a little female-heavy in World Beyond. And, yes. and as a female, you're noticing that. Yeah, yeah, and I, it's not quite realistic. 
Well, I mean, in a zombie apocalypse, the, the dynamic may have changed. I still think, like you said, it would be a little bit more balanced, though. Well, I feel like, you know, okay. 60-40. 60-40, 70-30. Seven, yeah. Yeah, okay. Remember that Rick had the questions he would ask people? How many people oh, yeah. he killed, right? He would ask his questions before he could get in. Deanna had the, who's Deanna? She had the video where she filmed people, right? And Aaron had questions for people. So yep. Indira's only question is, what do you live for? So Felix says he lives for the two or three people with him and a couple other people. Iris says, I live for hope, meaning her sister. And the woman she says. She took that the wrong way. Yeah. The woman says, the world is nothing without hope. <laughs> I know. I laughed out loud. I'm like, oh boy, she's, this is not what yeah, she meant. You're giving her more credit than she deserves. <laughs> Oh, and, and also Jadis. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so add Jadis to the list. Felix asks Will why the CRM hasn't found them and wiped them out, and Will explains. Now, I thought this was good that they explained how they could possibly have a village so close, because he points out that they're on the perimeter of where CRM is, right? Yeah. She, he says, Indira struck a deal with them, and we keep their area safe around the perimeter of the compound, and... We remain neutral with them. So I'm thinking, okay, I guess that's like barnacles. I mean, what do they call them? Like um, barnacles that eat the crud off of uh, whales? Oh, the, the fish that like latch on and like clean the sharks and the, and yeah, the right. whales. And the, yeah, and the sides of ships and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a symbiotic relationship yes. right, of the parasites that, that live on them, right? But CRM can't clear the area around them with all Maybe their weapons. too lazy. They need a little farm town? Uh, Maybe they were being nice? I don't know. <laughs> seems It seems odd. I, I was glad that they explained it, though. My other thought was, how do Will and Felix have time or tools to keep their necks and beards perfectly shaved? That is such a true statement. It's always perfect. It's one thing for Will to have a little scruff, I mean, uh, uh, Felix, but Will has like a razor-thin outline of a beard that looks like you'd have to keep up on it every day. And he's been in the woods for days I running know. away from the CRM. Seriously. How do you... I, I, Look, you want to tell me like you shaved once in a while? How does he not have stubble at this point? He's been on the run. I feel like there's got to be some continuity. Or he's one of those guys that, you know, as hard as they try, that's all they can grow. But it's perfectly shaped. It's actually got cutouts. Well, that is true. It is perfectly shaped. That, that's a bit... <laughs> I'm, I'm calling beard bullshit. I, it looks like an electric razor. 98% bullshit right there. <laughs> he's, yes, he's using an electric razor like on a one setting. <laughs> it's not realistic. I know it's The Walking Dead, but you have to be realistic within the world you've created. Very true. Right? Yes. Are you with me? I'm with you. Is your beard shaved? I don't have one, but if I did, it would be. <laughs> okay. All right, very good. All right, more of this stupidity when we come back right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, you back? You finished giggling? I'm back. I'm done. I'm done laughing. (laughs) I cut to hope in the, uh, I guess it's a high school? She's in a school at night, which means we missed everything that happened when she left Creepy. the rooftop, right? She's just, it's just nighttime now. She approaches a set of window panes that are frosted. And just as she gets close to one of them, two hands of a walker, I guess, slam up against them oh for a little bit of a jump scare. Did you jump? I jumped. I jumped. At the a split second after that, a walker comes out of nowhere that she didn't hear or see a second ago, right? Where'd that walker come from? Uh, you would have heard that thing. It's, it comes out of nowhere. So the two of them wrestle and fall down a flight of stairs, and miraculously she's okay. At least she appears to be okay. That was a and nasty the walkers, fall. the walker's neck is snapped. Ooh. Somehow it's dead already. Just landed perfectly. <laughs> she must have hit her head because it's bleeding, and she wakes up in, the, in a kitchen looking for her family, which was getting weird. I'm like, what is she in a kitchen for? How, that, that uh, yeah. She looks around and starts calling her family members and a herd of walkers comes into the kitchen. Mm. She snaps back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. And (laughs) she's wrestling with the walker from the staircase. Oh my God. She kills it. And now she imagines she sees Elizabeth. She's, uh, she hit her head pretty hard. She did. She looks over at a wall with hundreds of pinups and signs and focuses on a missing girl named Candace... Reader? Yeah. Reader? Roder? Who happens to have red hair. You know when there's a redhead, you're going to see them again Ooh. in a capacity so that you easily know it's them? Yeah. It's the red Recon- hair mark. Recognizable. Like right. Oh, let's give the girl in the poster red hair so that when you see her later, even if you don't recognize, you're like, oh, it's the redhead girl. Oh, it's the redhead girl. Right. And of course, redheaded people die on the show. They don't. There's no redheads. It's, that's red alive. shirts. <laughs> They're red shirts and the redheads. So you know you're going to see this girl again in some capacity. Yes, 100%. Hawk, whose real name is Jennifer, asks her mother if she really wants Hope to, to work with them. And Elizabeth says, if she's going to go with us, um, you know, remember, if it doesn't work out, it was your idea to bring her across country. And you said it would change her. And, I, you know, like, I don't think it's changed her. And Elizabeth says, you know, Hope reminds me of you, Jennifer, at her age. And is that, she goes, is that why you took her on? Because she's mm. so much like you? 
And I'm going to call her Huck. I'm not calling her Jennifer. Yeah, Huck please. says she's lost and angry and needed someone to look up to. And I can relate to her. Like, you're a bitch, Mom. <laughs> you're a bee, Mom. Hope is now wandering the streets with a head injury. She's stumbling around and everything's a little blurry. Which is perfect because now you've made it harder for her to survive. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> She's having flashbacks, hallucinations, and she keeps seeing a hooded figure in the distance. Like uh, a ninja. In yeah, a hood. that's what I'm like, who the hell is this? She's headed towards the bridge that Elizabeth told her she should go to as the only way to get out of the city. Elizabeth tells Huck, somebody who I don't remember was interrogated and they're looking for the rest of his group. She, I don't remember who she was talking about, but she says so and so was interrogated. Did you remember? Do you know who she was talking about? Um, right. I don't, I don't know. Okay, so oh 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 oh, you know what? It must have been Cyrus. Cyrus? Oh yes, Cyrus and Elton. Right. Okay, that's who it was. I, I didn't realize until just now. Yes, you're right. So Silas was oh, Silas, arrested. Sorry. Remember, remember the the fat kid. Yes, I yeah. do <laughs> with long he, hair. Long hair. Yeah, he got arrested because he gave himself up to protect Alton. Remember Alton with the crazy pants. Elton. Elton. See, that's how much I care about him. <laughs> oh. I was thinking the, of Alton Brown from Food this, Network. the stitchy fix or whatever, the like crazy clothes. Yeah, the crazy clothes. The uh, polyester, the, the, what was it? Um, you didn't have to bite through The walkers couldn't bite through it. Right. It was uh, poplin or seersucker. Seersucker Something like suits. that, whatever it was. Anyway, she says they're interrogating Silas and trying to find the rest of the group. Elizabeth says, well, how much do they know about the mission? You know, how much do they know? Meaning the rest of the people on the show. And and so Huck has a flashback of all the things that they do know. Oh my God, they know everything almost. Right, and she ignores the question. She's like, I, you know, I'm not answering that question. And Mommy Dearest, I think, picked up on that. Hope runs into a building after being chased by walkers again. She doesn't close the door behind her for some reason. And she goes into a room that looks like a jail cell. But it's not a jail cell. It's a big room with a gated door. And on the wall... She sees uh, graffiti that says, feed, 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 die, die, die. Which we also saw in the school a few minutes earlier. Yes, right? it was written all over the walls. So the walkers are all come in and they're trying to get through the gated fence, pulling their arms through, like reaching for them. She goes to open a curtain and someone jumps out from behind the curtain and tries to stab her. Oh my God. I wonder who it could be. Hmm, redhead girl? I don't know. <laughs> so we come back from commercial. Hope is fighting with the woman. Now, I thought, is it the woman that she said that she saw twice, the ninja woman? Right, is it the same person? That's what I thought at first. And how the hell did this person get in the building? Yeah. Because Hope just got in there. So she got in the building and hid behind the curtain? Yeah, and, and hoping that Hope would just come right in that room? It's like the Reaper that was waiting for Maggie at the top of the staircase? <laughs> just hoping she would come on that staircase. So Hope knocks her to the ground and says, why are you doing this? And the woman says, I want to have what you have. You have to take what you want. She uncovers her head. And of course, it's the redhead, which yep. you might not have recognized because she's got a dirty you know, face like she's been living in squalor. Yes, very dirty. She says, you're her. And she says, I'm not her. And she says, I saw your picture. It's you. I know it's you. Who talks like that? <laughs> I know it's you. Well, everyone is you point is nobody speaks that way it's you i know it's you you'd say you're candace right yeah so finally she says you're candace and the girl says i'm not her you're her doesn't make any sense yeah when she said that, i was like what hope says please don't make me kill you and the redheaded candace runs at hope 
and Hope slashes the back of her ankle. How she got behind her? I, I don't know. Okay. Now the girl trips. Candace trips because her ankle was cut. She turns around for some reason and then stumbles back slowly into the gate where the walkers start like patting her on the back. Oh my God, reaching through and touching her. But they weren't clawing at her and she's like, ah, ah, but they weren't doing anything. I was waiting for her face to be ripped off and then it wasn't happening. I was like, wait, what's going on? It seems like she could have easily broken away from them. Yeah, fallen to her knees and crawled away something. Right, pushed off of the fence and then they eat her. Hope is sort of like not looking, like so you don't really see the killing. It's blurry. Yeah, you just kind of hear it. At this point, I thought the whole scene was stupid. Agreed. However, on Talking Dead, Alexa Monsieur, who plays <laughs> Hope, said that all was a figment of her imagination. She had a concussion. That oh, everything well, everything after she fell down the steps was a dream sequence, was it was fake. Well, how do we know that? That's what I thought. When she said that, I'm like, well, how was I supposed to know that? Shouldn't she have snapped out of it? And then you could have seen that there was yes, no walkers. Exactly. And that there was the, no dead body. Yes, that the gate door was shut or whatever and no one was in the room. A hundred percent. very weird. Okay, then she imagined she's back at Campus Colony. Now, look, I know that she imagined she was in a kitchen earlier, right? And I, I know she's imagining she's a Campus Colony, but that doesn't mean that the fight wasn't real because she was exhibiting dizziness in the fight. Yeah, exactly. It was just bizarre. bizarre. Wouldn't you have, ha- if you had a um, figment of your imagination, wouldn't you figment yourself not, not dizzy? Yeah, not injured. Yeah. Anyway, she imagines she's back at Campus Colony. She picks up her walkie-talkie and calls Elizabeth and Huck to come get her. She's given up. It's too hard. I can't go on. I'm concussed. (laughs) Hope tells Elizabeth she wants more out of life than this because Elizabeth is now questioning her again. Like, why should I take you in? And she says, I want more out of life. I want more out of this world. I'll work for it. And she says, well, you've passed the test. So basically, Hope knew what to bullshit. So she tells her she can go see her father now. Yep. And we can go get Iris and Felix because they have no place to go home either because there's no campus colony. So go, we'll go get your friends now too. How great is this, huh? Because you said what I wanted to hear. How awesome. Field trip. I'm going to go get your friends. Won't that be wonderful? Yeah, she's full of shit. Oh my God, psycho. Absolutely full of shit. Full of shit. (laughs) Elizabeth tells the doctor, her father, the bad news about campus colony but the good news is, we've got your family. You know, on the one hand, everyone you know is dead. On the other hand, the only people important to you and a, and a couple of weirdo nerd kids made it out alive. Yeah. I wonder if she mentioned the nerd kids because they may try to kill them. Oh, God, I hope not. But it didn't sound like she mentioned them. Huck visits Hope in a hospital bed, which is also, it's a cell of some kind. So she's locked in. Cage. And says, if you ever want to see your family again, you need to get on the same page with me. I don't care if you hate me. We sent your friends to a farming community where they will be safe. She says to Hope, as long as you don't start shit up and play by the rules, this is a good place. It's a safe place to live. And we are just a small piece of the picture of what's going to happen over the next hundred years. Hope says, there's no way I'm going to work with you assholes. I knew it wasn't going to, I wasn't going to make it outside. That's why I called you people. You were my ticket out of there. She's not stupid. No. So Huck says... Starts walking away and says, it's after midnight. Happy birthday and leaves. Mm. How many episodes left are there? 15? 12? Uh, probably 15 more. Whatever it is, yeah. So it'll be nice to see Jadis. I can't imagine we're going to see Rick. We might see like a silhouette. 
Oh my we, we, god! We might see Michonne, like her sword or something. Some we gotta see something. Yeah. All right. Back at the farm. Oh, you know what? Before we get to the farm town, we're gonna take one more break and then we'll be done. We'll be back after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are uh, back at Farmtown. Iris tells Felix she doesn't believe the story. She says, why would they cover up a horde killing everyone at Campus Colony? Right, they never mentioned it earlier. Why would they be afraid to tell us that? Exactly. So after that scene, it's nighttime, and Iris is outside in the woods with a, with a metallic crossbow. Now I she's Daryl. I'm like, where the hell did she one, get the crossbow? And two, where did you learn? Where'd you train on this little girl? Yeah. We have, we, uh, did we miss something? Were they off training in the, whatever time skip it was since last season? She had like the two third horn tied to a stick. That's what she was using. That's, and we saw that in the episode. Yeah. So where, where'd she get this from? I don't know. Fancy. R- r- right. And it's not like an old wooden one that kicks back. It seems to be no. like an electronic one that just goes, there's a CRM guard walking in the forest with a rifle with a light on it coming towards her. A walker, conveniency walker, comes out <laughs> of nowhere. He turns the, to fight it. And while he turns, she shoots him in the shoulder with the crossbow bolt. She's obviously not that good with the crossbow because she shot him in the shoulder. A lot of shoulder injuries on the walking Even dead. with a crossbow in his arm, a bolt, he defeats the walker. But then he fights with hope hand to hand. Now, this is a grown man who's in a military organization. Yes, he has a, a thing in his shoulder. Somehow, Hope manages to overpower him and stabs him. Ugh. What? I don't know. Iris, how she, got, how she got herself in that position and to overpower him completely. I was like, okay, and where'd you learn these skills? <laughs> and by the way, did you notice when she killed the walker? She killed a walker first 
and she shot it right between the eyes. But yet she only got his shoulder. Right. But again, how did she shoot him right between the eyes in one shot? <laughs> yeah. She stabs him and you cut to Hope meeting her father at lots of hugs and kisses and crying, blah, 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 blah. Back to Iris in the woods. She takes the mask off the soldier and it's a young, a young man, I don't know, teens, 20s, with blood coming through his teeth, struggling to breathe. Mm. And so did you, did you understand what she said to him? That... It was them that did Yeah, she it? said it wasn't empties, meaning it wasn't, we're going to call them walkers. I'm not calling yes. them empties. She says it wasn't empties. It was you. It was you, meaning people like you, you guys killed everybody. Your team, your organization. Yeah. And she plunges the knife into him. It reminded Ooh. me of a scene in Saving Private Ryan where somebody gets stabbed just like that and they push the knife in slowly and watch oh, them die. God. It's a horrifically uncomfortable scene. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you any more details. Saving Private Ryan is 23 years old. You wow. should have seen it by now, but still not going to spoil it for you. She clearly has figured out it wasn't the dead that wiped out Campus Colony. It was the CRM. So she's, she's, she's at least caught up now. She is angry too, as she should be. Scenes for next week. Iris tells someone she killed a soldier because they're the enemy. Uh, Silas has a hood over his head because he was arrested. And then later on, we see him swinging a bat, killing walkers. Thanks, trailer guy. We <laughs> trailer guy, escaped. we know he's fine. We know he's we fine. We know he escaped. Unless they put him in like a death tournament where he's got to like prove his, his worth. <laughs> his worth. Battle. Yeah. Elizabeth goes to talk to the father's wife about something. The one that looked like she was going to poison the husband. Oh, yeah. The one who's yeah. like the scientist. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they show Jadis. They show Felix fighting with some guy with a, ho- a herd of walkers behind him. Iris is in a hallway with Hope running away. Uh-oh. It looks like they're trying to break the father out of wherever they are. So that's part of it. And then on Talking Dead, there was another scene. Iris shoots a walker dead in the center of its head with the crossbow. That's right. I, I thought the scene was from last oh, week. Oh, okay. Next week. And I thought, well, how much time has passed exactly? Since she became this competent. Seriously. Because she was an incompetent buffoon who couldn't kill a walker. And she was puking when she killed her first one. Where'd she get the crossbow? None of this makes sense. (laughs) None of it. (laughs) I'm calling bullshit on the whole crossbow thing. (laughs) And it's the same timeline. How come Daryl hasn't found an electronic crossbow? Exactly. All right. Next week on Talking Dead, we've got the actor who plays Pope, the actress who plays Iris. Can't wait. And uh, Scott Gimple. Scott Gimple. So it should it should be a decent episode, which is yeah. the most I can say about this. Props to Chris Hardwick because it it is tough going back and forth on Talking Dead. Just you know, like and back to Walking Dead, and well, back to World Beyond. And here's what I think is what's happening. I think they're putting World Beyond on the Walking Dead ones, so we'll watch them. Oh, a hundred percent. And then Fear the Walking Dead comes back, and if Chris is doing. Talking Deads, he'll probably have some fear people on. Yeah. But there is, I can't imagine, other than the season finale, the series finale, that he he does a, a talking, walking, a world beyond. It's it's a lot. My guess is in the finale of World Beyond will be the kickoff of the next Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right? Or you'll see something so big at the end, it'll be worth doing a Talking Dead over. Worth talking about. Otherwise, I think we're going to go some weeks without a Talking Dead. That's okay. But fear... Don't you like Talking Dead? Well, I mean about, yeah. Well, Fear's coming back like next week. Right. Fear comes back the 17th or whatever it is. So I feel like there's, no pun intended, hope 
<laughs> that will get some fear talking deads. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming is going to happen. Okay. That's what I meant. It's okay with no world beyond. Yep. All right. I hope you enjoyed your bonus episode, your second, your, your 200 and 201. 201. 201st episode. And uh, we're not taking a break. We're back next week. Remember, now's your chance. We'd appreciate and we think you'd enjoy your Walkers and Talkers t-shirt. Brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. And uh, with that said, Jamie, it's time. What time is it? It's time time to to shut shut that shit shit down. down. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.